Good morning. So let's jump right in. All right. So we've been in 1 John chapter 1, trying to get off of that, <laughs> trying to go into chapter 2. But let me just say this uh, as something that I said in the beginning. We know that John always revealed Jesus' identity, the Son of God, right? And John always focused on love. God is love. Jesus is the perfect will of God. This we see through John's teaching. In 1 John, 2 John, Revelation, <laughs> the gospel, Jesus is revealed as the perfect will of God. Why? Everything from the, the tabernacle in the wilderness up until that point was pointing to Jesus, right? Every piece in the tabernacle pointed to Jesus. Every, even the, the covering over the, the holy place revealed Jesus. If you go back and look at the, the type of uh, skin that was laid on it and the color revealed Jesus, right? A foreshadow of, so types and shadows and signs. And so God always wanted, God always wanted from the beginning, from the beginning, outside of time, into time, the Lord always wanted fellowship with man. This was his will, right? So he created man in his image and he wanted him close, so close. Let's make him in our image and in our likeness. So close that when we, when God would look at man, he would see himself. When man would look at God, he would see himself, right? All right. So the reason I'm saying that is because the last week we talked about light and light here in this text is not simply illumination or shine or burn or reveal that which reveals. It's not. This is actually um, photos or foils. Well, we get the word photo, which I think is awesome because John is dealing with what he's dealing with this false or uh, this false religion or this false philosophy concerning Christianity, right? Uh, where we get Gnosis. And of course we know that is, their focus is wisdom, like you ascend, a uh, mind ascension, you ascend into uh, righteousness or spirituality, rather, uh, through knowledge, which is false. Uh, you can obtain salvation by knowledge. It's by believing, simply believing. Believing what? In the perfect will of God. Which is who? Jesus. Okay? Who the Lord has been, since the beginning, wanting to bring man close. Man fell. Right? 
wanting to bring men back, always had a plan to bring men back into fellowship with him, meaning bring men back into his perfect will. When God, when before the world was created, uh, the earth was without form, void, darkness hovered over the earth. As we see in the beginning where uh, Moses was giving a, giving a blueprint, uh, outline. If you look in the holy place, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark. The only light was the lampstand. Right? Pointing to Jesus. God said in the beginning, let light be. He was not talking about the sun. We went over that. He, the sun was created later. Right? Okay. So what was he talking about? He was extending himself. Let light be. Let light be. Hmm. In the beginning. In the beginning of any plowing or planting of a seed which holds a life. Right? The earth is covered and it's dark under there. There is there uh the the ox a left to Alpha Omega. The ox with the ox, with the um, yoke, he pulls the plow and it has this, this shear thing that cuts the earth. This is the beginning. He cuts the earth and a seed or life is put into the earth. Now life spreads across that area of the earth. That's a whole nother... Anyway... So, the perfect will of God, he's been revealing him. God has been revealing his perfect will through types and shadows, pointing signs, holding up signs, showing men the way back to him, right? Okay, Psalm 119 says, uh, 105, verse 105, uh, your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him. The previous verse telling us that in God there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him. And walk in darkness. We lie. And do not the truth. Now. If we say we have fellowship. We know we get that word. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We get the word. Kononia, or the word fellowships come from Kononia, right? Okay, partnership. If we say that we have partnership with God. If we say that we, there is participation between us and God. He's participate, participating in our life. We're participating in his. He's partnering with ours. We're partnering with his. There's an exchange, right? It also means intercourse, intimacy. Okay? there In intimacy, there is an exchange. If we say that we are benefactors, because this is what fellowship means. If we say we are benefactors, with God. 
We benefit from his life. He benefits from ours. We benefit from what he has. We are heirs and joint heirs, right? Okay, we're joint heirs with Christ. If we say that God benefits, he's a benefactor of our life. If we say, this is fellowship. If we say that there is a distribution. And I'm saying these words because you can look them up. And they pertain to fellowship with God. If we say that there is a distribution between us and God. If we say God distributes, I receive, I distribute, he receives. If we say that we contribute, fellowship, to his, and he contributes to ours, okay? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to go back to the text. <laughs> If we say this, if we say that we are a sharer in the life of God, life meaning all that encompasses your life, okay? And if we say that we associate our life with his life and he, he associates his life with our life, right? I say all that. If we say that we have, okay, with him. And walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, okay. Why? Because the verse before it says, in him is no darkness at all. In him, there's no darkness at all. Oh, but if we are fellowshipping and everything that are that is ours is and everything that is ours is his and everything that is his is ours, and there's no that in our fellowship there could be no darkness, there could be no exchange of darkness. The Gnosticists believe that when Jesus um that, that Jesus was not fully God and fully man. They don't believe that. Right. They believe that because the sin, they, they believe that the flesh is evil. And the spirit is good. So anything, but then there's a separation. Anything done in the flesh, they believe, did not affect the spirit. It couldn't. And everything that affected, uh, everything done in the spirit does not affect the flesh. This is their belief. Well, that cancels out. A lot concerning what we believe in Christ, concerning Christ, what God did in him and, and through him so that we can, he shared in our suffering. He shared in our suffering. They don't believe that God could do that. So Jesus couldn't have been God. Okay. God came, a God came upon the man, Jesus. This is what they believe. We share in his suffering. He died that we may have life, right? And that more abundantly. There is an exchange. There is a distrib distribution of all that is God, right? So if 
if we believe, if, if they believe that, and if we believe what they believe, that would cancel out something. They believe that the Holy Spirit came upon, uh, they don't say Holy Spirit. God came upon Jesus, the man Jesus, at baptism, left him before he suffered at the hands of Pilate or Rome. Right? Okay. The problem with that is this. If indeed that is true, then there could be no temptation. There could be no temptation if there's a separation. There could be no temptation in the wilderness those 40 uh, uh, those 40 days. Or there could be no temptation after the 40 days of fasting. Could, couldn't be. Because God can't be tempted of man. God can't be tempted with sin. Yet, Jesus was tempted. How do I, the scripture says the, the devil came to tempt him. The thing is this. The scripture also lets us know that uh, you are drawn away. Man is drawn away of his own lust. Let no man say when he is tempted, he is tempted of God. For God tempts no man, neither can he be tempted, right? A man is drawn away of his own lust. So where there is desire, now people hear lust and they think sin or they think it's bad or some people just think sex. No, it's a strong desire, right? So you're drawn away of your own desire. You're enticed to sin of your own desire. It's something that you want. Now, Jesus being God had everything, but he came in the form of a man. Or he came as man. He had to become man, become, he had to take on flesh to come into the earth and to be active in the earth as man, subject to the same things that man is, in order to redeem man, in order to intercede for man. God, a God cannot intercede for man, right? So he did this. So he, he's sharing in. The scripture says we do not have, uh, of course, this was to the the Jews, they understood it in reference to high priests and stuff. We don't, but still, we have not a high priest who is not touched with the feelings of our infirmity. He can't, he shared in everything that we experience, right? But the Gnostic could not wrap their mind around it. Their mind ascension could not take them into <laughs> this thing because God is interesting. They, when you look in at, at idols in the old Testament, uh, how people interacted with them and they call them gods, right? Um, they were always receiving something. They were always receiving something, but they had to sacrifice something. God 
Because what he wanted was man. He wanted the heart of man, right? He had to redeem him though. We're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. God is not sharing in our darkness. He's not, he's not in there. <laughs> he's redeemed us. He calls us out, right? Into his light. Okay. Into order. Into order. If God did not, man would be roaming around in darkness. Right? Because the earth was out. <laughs> so he had to give himself, actually, to bring order so that man would not. Because he already he already decided to make man, right? He already, we were already in the mind of God. We were already in the heart of God. And so he knew, so he 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 gave himself, let light be. Anyway, that's a whole no Anyway, he calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Gnostics have an issue with that because God cannot, a God cannot share in. So they worship, when they worshiped idols, when they bowed down to idol, idols, they were always wanting the idol or the God we know idols aren't anything. Behind every idol, there's a demon. They wanted them to give them something. See, there's still an exchange for something. So there had to be a life for life, right? Okay. But worshiping these things brought death. That's always exchanged. Death. Something died every time. I was looking at this text and what was brought to mind was, of course, the light, the, the photos. So, you know, it makes me mindful of the projectors that they used to have back in the day. Uh, there was a light shining on this image and there was a light under and it projected an image that was on this picture onto the wall. Now, this was, like I said, the camera was a type of camera kind of thing, but it's more so sketchy sketches and stuff. Uh, it was created in 1839. Uh, something start, no, it was, yeah, 1839. But them, I think it was 1700s where, you know, the idea of this picture. But look at what John is dealing with, like, God, his light, he projects his image. He projects his image. Well, the Gnosticists believe that, yeah, it was, he seemed, Jesus seemed, Christ seemed to be among his people or the people. And so John said, hey, we touched him. Our hands have touched him. We've heard. This was no illusion. This was no ghost. This was no seemingly, you know, this without substance. No. Right? So I think that's awesome because uh, God was revealing something about himself even then. If you look at the... Um, if you look at the temple or the tabernacle, rather, not the temple. If you look at the tabernacle, the way it's set up, it's like a, a, the projector kind of thing where there's a light, that's that light coming down into the holy of holies. 
and then the light that was on the outside at the um I forgot which altar that was that was right in front so it was just like that <laughs> interesting God was revealing himself again he reveals himself through the things that he has made when I was looking at this though um Psalm 119 came to mind, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. And it made me consider something that the Gnostics had issues with. Sin is not something we do. Now, Jesus has dealt with the sin issue. What, that thing that kept us uh, separated from the Lord, Right. But sin is not, we think it's about what we do. If you look at that scripture, just look at that. Your word is a lamp to my feet and light my path. Is it possible that, well, okay, so when, 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 when people talk about sin, they're like, you, they fell into sin. So-and-so living in sin. They don't say they're doing sin. They're in sin. Is it possible that sin is like a place away from God? Most, most of the times when you think of sin uh, or people mention sin, they're talking about missing the, the mark, right? Some people think, oh, it's just doing something wrong. But sin has to do with being away from a, a path. So... If you're not in the path of righteousness, right? Which, of course, our righteousness is in Christ, who fulfill the law, okay? Because we could not. There could be nothing that we could do. We're, we're in Christ, which is, is we're in him. We're in the perfect will of God. That's what he is. Is it possible then that sin is like a place it's not a deed done but a place you go to or a place that leads you away from the lit path so when you're away from the lit path you're in darkness if you are outside of, see those terms, outside of the will of God, God is light. If you are outside of him, you're in darkness and you cannot see. So the two, you can't have one thought without the other. And the narcissist tried to explain things away. It's like evolution, like each point kind of cancel you know <laughs> it cancel it out it cancel out the whole thing right so i i was looking at that and that's what i i said wait a minute 
It's like sin is a a place in sin, out of the will of God. If you're out of the will of God, you're into something. It is a it is a a path we're set on, a place we're in. And when we are drawn away from that place to, of course, so this is life and light. And out of this place, there's death and there's darkness. In him is light and no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness. Meaning you can't. You can't receive. Uh, you can't communicate. You can't go back. and You know what I mean? You can't have that fellowship with the Lord. Who is light. And in this place. And walk in darkness. When God said light be. It brought order. In darkness, there's chaos. There is a, there is, a, it's a, a space that carries chaos. Light and darkness have no, based on what we, you know, looked at what fellowship means, light and darkness can't fellowship. They can't contribute to each other. They can't distribute evenly, equally. There can be no covenant between darkness and light. So you can't be over, you can't be in the lit path. And, and not see. One will cancel out the other. The narcissist tried to marry the two it's impossible so they had to actually dismiss things about jesus that was said of him being the perfect will of god being so god is light so jesus was light he did not just uh uh cause people to see that kind of light he did not just bring order because he did do that, right? He said, I came to destroy the works of the enemy, right? Okay, but also he revealed who God was, the image. He said, if you've seen me, you have seen the father. No, no hallucinating, no, <laughs> none of that. You know, no, no ascending in your mind so you can see, you know, we see that today. A lot of things that are called, you know, you, you're manifesting and your light manifest. Light does that. Anyway, light causes things to come into view. But the Lord is more than causing things to come into view or you to see. He reveals himself. He himself is revealed. So I say sin is a place. When 
This is just my, I'm just, I'm just saying a thought. The Lord said, when the first sin was committed, Adam, where are you? He did not say, what did you do? He said, where are you? Now, of course, man, uh, God, all knowing, right? Yet he says to man, where are you? I don't, I don't see myself. I, I don't see myself. Where are you? Adam hid himself with his wife. Adam came out of the light. Adam hid from the light. Adam stepped out of where light was, right? And he stepped into another place. He hid in the darkness. It's just a thought. Me reading and so many images came to mind. Uh, the camera. <laughs> this is back then. The camera. Now, the person that takes the picture does not, they, they don't project their image. But now we have selfies. And people love selfies. They love to look at themselves. <laughs> they love to do that, right? Where do we get that from? God is not vain, but God is good. God is good. Goodness spreads throughout the earth. God is light. Order removes chaos. God is life. There's no death in the earth. See what I'm saying? So there is a place. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ. And there is a ruling and a decreeing from there. And we speak from that place where we see clearly because light is all around. And we decree light into dark places. If we begin, so, so how do we send it? We come away when, when we when we sin, we come away from this the the distribution the life of God, the distribution of the life of God. We're no longer contributing and he's no we're not allowing him to contribute in our life. We're not allowing him partnership. We go when we leave this this place and we go over there, we're not partnering with him. Adam, where are you? I don't see myself. But he's also, he's participating in something that, that caused him to separate from God. He's participating in something. He's con contributing, contributing, uh, help me, contributing in something. 
That's that's different from the image of God. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's something, I'm sorry. I tried to stay on a text and I was like, Lord, how can I? Oh, how can I? express what I'm seeing in so much that you're showing me in this. When Adam sinned, he was in a place where he could not benefit from fellowshipping with God. He couldn't benefit from the life of God. He couldn't benefit from that light. Konania, Konania, fellowship. He wasn't being a companion of light. And it's interesting that the Lord talks to us about um, not being unequally yoked. And we, we don't consider who he is and all that is ours because we are in him when we think about being unequally yoked. If this thing that you're yoking to is not a companion of the Lord, does not partner with him. <laughs> I'm not saying don't believe. It's not partaking, not receiving the life that is in him. It's a, you're unequally yoked. You have, it is pulling you. You're, it's either going to pull you or you're going to pull. So if you're participating here, it's, 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 it's affecting you more. Remember, one of the words in fellowship is intercourse. It has to do with intimacy. It has to do with the social part of it, right? So there's a social part. There's a financial part. There's a, we benefit off of being in this place and space. But apart from it is death and destruction. So the narcissist wanted people to believe that they could participate and have fellowship with darkness. And it doesn't matter and it will not affect your spirit. False. False. And that shipwrecked the faith of many people. And so John wanted to revisit some things the terms that he used always pointed to the beginning the intention of God concerning man the purpose of man to reveal God in the earth not just a a a picture of he God already did that with types and shadows and signs but he wanted to actually come back into or be in the earth fellowshipping with man as before. 
So his will had to be brought about uh, in order. So God set an order in the earth, right? And God did not contradict that order. He said, I honor my word above my name. He did not contradict that order that he set in place just to bring men back to him. He didn't. So he had to come as a man. Taking on flesh, flat. God said, light be, right? Life, right? So when God made man from the dust, this dust is not evil. It's not evil. Man became a living soul when God breathed his breath into him. Again, see, we're sharing. There's a distribution constantly between God and man. This is his will. His heart, he he has set his heart on us. He has set his affection. You know how the scripture says, set your affection on things above and not on things beneath. God has set his affection on us. And he is determined to love us and remain in fellowship. Nothing can separate us from his love, right? But the scripture lets us know that we're drawn away. When it says drawn away, drawn away from where? See, where? You're in a place. You're drawn away of your own desire. Right? So the word of God reveals the will of God, the desire of God, the heart of God, the mind of God. And when I am in agreement, when I agree with him, when I accept his way, when I accept his will, I stay in a place where his life and my life are intertwined. He looks like me. I look like him. There is no separation. And God God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Amen? Okay, I'm sorry. I took the long way around. It, it's just so <laughs> much. And I'm trying to get out of First John. But I wanted to say something that was that the Gnostics actually was trying to do away with. Their teaching was trying to do away with it. Uh, to believe that uh, God has just chosen to love man and to give himself to man. It makes no sense. He takes the foolish thing to shame the wise. That makes no sense. And yet God says to a husband. Now he said, be not, un be not unequally yoked. Or be, yeah. He says to the husband, love your wife. Like Christ loved the church. Giving himself up for it. God is not selfish. He is generous in his love. He, he does not withdraw or hold back. Adam, where are you? God didn't withdraw. If he withdrew, Adam would not be able to see his way back. God doesn't withdraw like we do. 
when we're offended and we're hurt, uh, when we feel rejected. God pursues. Light does this. <laughs> Light does this. God pursues. He pursues beyond our, and he does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think. Because his heart, his mind, his will is consistently being revealed to us, in us, through us, as we stay in a place of fellowship. So my prayer for you today is that in your in your settled place, in your, that you would benefit, you would be or realize that you are a benefactor of the life of Christ, of all that God is. You have a right. You have a right to require it, that God may be revealed in the earth, that he may be seen as you are seen. When you walk in dark places and that you will not, you will not in your will, in your desire to, to, cause God has already done that in his desire to win man. He became a man, but he was still God in him is like, there's no darkness at all. We cannot hope to win call why am i saying this because we're calling we are to god's heart is towards man right so we are calling because this is his will we are calling people back to him back to the path we're shining the way back to the path we don't get off the path we don't come away or out of the path that his word lights up. We stay in the path and they see through us, they see God. They see um, his heart towards them, his desire towards them, his will concerning them, their, his purpose for their very existence. But we can't come up. We see that a lot of that today. And the narcissist tried to convince people that this was possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. I have to stay in the light to guide you to the light. Not come in the darkness and point you to the light. We are to call. We are to compel. Yes, you go, you're, you go into the highways and the hedges. Yes, you're in the highways and hedges. You're not in the darkness. You, you, you don't partner with the darkness. You shine light in the darkness. You shine light to the darkness. Anyway, God bless you guys. <laughs> God bless you guys. Uh, love you. Thank you for spending this time with me.